0: Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Pass the Salt. This is episode number 15. We've been doing this for 15 weeks now, which is so much fun for me, hopefully, for you as well. Today's episode is very interesting. It honestly, we you'll hear like the three of us who shared this conversation, we got into a rhythm and a flow, and we could have kept talking when we were done recording the three of us were like oh my gosh there's so much more we could have said and I was thinking we could have a whole other two or three honestly episodes on so many different topics branching off of what we were talking about so before I even intro our conversation I just want to say if you are a youth leader or a volunteer, or a parent, or a teenager, or a worship leader, or on a worship team, or someone in a church who listens to this episode, and you have specific questions that you feel like Salt and Light could help you figure out, or help answer for you regarding worship in your church, send us a message right away, as soon as that comes to your mind as you're listening to our conversation, and I'll explain in a minute what our conversation's about because. If there's enough questions from you guys, we will do another episode, uh, maybe with these guys or with some other worship leaders with Salt and Light, um, just answering your questions, like theology questions or practical questions, whatever you want to be answered for you and get some other voices giving you um, insight and opinion. And, And as I like to say, take everything with a grain of salt which is fitting since this is called Pass the Salt. Oh, there's the baby waking up. Please hold. So this conversation that I shared with the lovely uh, couple, they're married. They've been married for a long time. Their names are Rachel and Spencer Reynolds. My husband and I like to call them the Spencers, but their last name's really the Reynolds. Um, They... We go way back with them to the beginning of time, and I've just really admired Rachel and Spencer for many years. Um, I worked with them at a church for a couple of years. They We were all on staff together. I was the youth director, and they led um, a contemporary worship service and led the children's choir and the band and all sorts of things. And then the three of us actually... Left that church together on very good terms, nothing bad or dramatic. Um, but we left that church to church plant together for a couple of years. So, which was really exciting, just the four of us, the two of them and my husband and I trying our our hand at church planting and getting our feet wet and that. It was quite the experience I'll maybe talk about on this podcast at some point. But the really cool thing looking back on my relationship with them is that the church that we were at really empowered us to feel like we could church plant. And you'll hear in their testimony and in their story, like the church that we were at really encouraged them to become the worship leaders and just leaders in ministry that they became. So this is a challenge to anyone listening. Who's involved in any sort of church leadership. Your age does not matter to be a leader in a church. Your opportunity to pour into others and to create people who are confident in their gift and in their abilities and feel enabled and encouraged and ready to spread their wings and try new things for the kingdom you have the opportunity to encourage people to do that and i'm really grateful that the church we were at um did that and allowed us space to grow and to venture off and um I'm just really encouraged and blessed by that. But today what we talk about is worship. And we talk all about how to start an effective uh, worship team, especially how to start a youth worship team. We talk about the theology behind it. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we say are what I like to call spicy. You might disagree with some of what we say, which I would love that. You might agree. I'd love that too. We're all different opinions under the banner of Jesus Christ. So I'm excited for you to hear a little debate unfold. Um, But we also talk about, so like theology with worship. We talk about the theology of, you know, your worship band, your worship team. And then we also talk about like practical things. How do you pick songs? How many songs should you have? How do you set up a rehearsal? Just like the nitty gritty of leading a worship team, specifically leading a youth-led worship team. So if your church has a youth group, or excuse me, a youth worship team or youth worship band or, or would like to have one, I think this will be a really good episode for you. Um, if you don't have that at your church and, and maybe this episode will encourage you and challenge you to maybe consider starting one, they suggest so many exciting things that really excited me. Um, and things I have never thought about with our approach to ministry. So, whew, you guys, this episode is so good. You're gonna, your mind's about to be blown. And I hope that we can talk more about all of these things. If you send us your questions, we'll answer them. So, woof! get ready to learn. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. I had so much fun recording it. It's a long one because there was a lot to talk about, so I am sorry, but I i am excited. So you might need to listen to it over a couple of days this week. That's amazing. That's great. Don't forget to follow Salt and Light on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on our website, snlym.com, on YouTube, SNLYM. There's all different places on all of those different pages to message us, contact us with your questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, and we will get back to you. Okay, let's pass the salt.
1: One, two, ready, go.
0: <laughs> Say testing.
1: Testing, one, two, hey! One, two. <laughs> That's
0: all you
1: do. Yeah. That's all you do at your work. It is actually, Welcome
0: yeah. to Hershey
1: Park,
2: everyone. Yes.
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Milton Hershey. Welcome. <laughs>
2: Wait, yeah. let your wife say. Yes, What's Milton Hershey's wife's
1: name?
0: Rose.
2: Rose oh, Hershey. Jack. M- Mil- Millard Her- Millard Cullinan. Hershey.
0: Can <laughs> you introduce yourself?
1: Well, hi, Christina. Uh I'm Spencer Reynolds. Uh, you already know that. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just excited to be talking with you and with Rachel this, this evening.
2: Lovely. Okay, and I'm Rachel. And, um, yeah, I'm also excited to be here. You want me to say what I do also?
0: Well, yeah. That well, by the then, question? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. it's okay. I wanted to ask you both, like, Well, like, what you do in your life, but also your relationship with music, because you're both musical people, so maybe what instruments you play, how long you've been involved in music, just tell us musically about... You don't have to sing it, (laughs) but tell us
2: about your musical selves. (laughs) Okay, Um, well, I am a piano teacher, um, so I have played piano since I was five, and I also play violin and sing and... I used to play the French horn, but I don't anymore. Um, Ukulele. Oh, ukulele a little bit. I dabble in a few other handbells, Handbells. the egg shaker. Tambourine. Tambourine, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I've been doing things with music since I was five, so that's a long time.
0: And can you also tell, maybe the story's not interesting to you anymore, but the story of your house... And your relationship (laughs) because that's really cool and not many people can say that they live somewhere special
2: (laughs) yeah so the house we live in now and the house that i teach piano lessons in to my students is the house that i grew up taking piano lessons in from my teacher so um kind of just happened like not intentionally but when we were looking to move um i stumbled upon the house on zillow or wherever on the internet and um it was perfectly set up for a piano studio. And so that's where I have my piano studio now.
0: It's a small world yeah. after all. And also,
2: you're not done. <laughs> <coughs> Were you a
0: music major? Yes. Just like an emphasis on piano, or is it just music
2: major? Um, I, I started I out as a piano performance <laughs> major um, at Baldwin Wallace yes. College, now University, I think. Um, And I went there for a year and a half, but I didn't really, I kind of decided that wasn't for me. So then when I um, transferred to Malone University, I was a music ministry major, and then piano was my primary instrument. Music ministry. Yeah. So kind of like half music, half theology degree.
1: Mm. Well, I have uh, also kind of like Rachel, um, kind of dabbled in many different instruments. Uh, I mostly play guitar and kind of started doing that, I guess, middle school time frame. Uh, My parents bought me a guitar and just uh, spent countless hours looking up tabs online and listening to songs, just learning how to play songs. Um, And So that's probably my main instrument. Uh, Also a little like mandolin. I did take piano lessons for a long time. I'm not nearly, not even on the same plane (laughs) as Rach, but no, uh, I do, in no. own universe. I know, yeah. <laughs> but I do enjoy, um, at least trying.
0: And you also know how to do things off stage, all the tech side of things too.
1: Yeah, I, um, well, I, I ended up, my, de- my degree from college is uh, music production, so sort of all the, everything that goes into, um, producing or to, to create, creating a song, um, and all like the tech aspects behind, not only songs but also like live sound as well, um, recording and, and live sound. So in my current job, I actually I work, and I just started this about a month ago, but I work at Messiah University doing their sound and lighting uh, as part of the, the team there. And so I do really enjoy the technical aspects, the behind the scene audio video, um, that sort of world as well.
0: So this was a long introduction question for both of you because today's episode is focused all on how churches can start or continue pouring into youth bands. So we have so many different churches involved with Salt and Light who have a lot of talented students. And some churches we know do have youth bands. We have some that would like to start a youth band but never really took that step. Some that have never even thought about it, but maybe should. We have all different places, but before we talk all about how you can have a successful youth worship team at your church, what, what term do you guys like? Here's what I came up with. Worship team, worship band, praise band, praise team, contemporary worship, light rock and roll. Now that's what I call worship 2022. What would you call like, what do you, what's your terminology?
2: Um, The last one is the best. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we were kind of talking about this a little bit as we were coming here. And um, I think we prefer, we like to use the word worship over maybe the word praise. Um, I think just because it's kind of a little more like all encompassing of like how we connect to God and like um, that kind of thing. And we were also kind of contemplating, like, is being on the worship team, does that mean you just you just play an instrument or does that include, like, all the people that are involved in the worship aspects of, like, a service or um, some, like, a worship experience? So, yeah, I think we kind of tend to use the word worship band and then if you're on the worship band, you're also a part of the worship team. Yeah. Is that, would you agree? Anything to add?
1: no i would i would totally agree um yeah just like i think and we might get to this later but like the terms worship and praise um no go for it okay i guess i kind of think about it as and this is i guess this is when this sort of leans into this question because worship being more of a like general all-encompassing more of like a a lifestyle way of of doing life um and that we like do that During the week and then we come together on like a Sunday morning or whatever the worship experience is as a community And can like share these experiences that we've had with God like throughout the week Um, And it's like it's just so like relational. It's more of a relational term, I think Um, And and, and personal but also like doing it in community. And so I don't know. I just think that term fits the worship experience Um, so I think and not that there's anything wrong with like, there's nothing wrong with praise. Sure. Um, maybe, and praise, I think, is part of worship, but worship maybe is more like encompassing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And also, I'm pretty sure you didn't say that you have an MDiv <laughs> degree and went to seminary. So. Now, you all listen closer to what Spencer (laughs) said. He probably wouldn't want me to say that. (laughs) Too late.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. There's no, it's no no secret. Yeah. It's no
0: secret. So, I think you're right. Worship, like, is a communal thing that we experience, like, in relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus, but also with other people that we're worshiping with throughout the week and on Sunday mornings or whenever we're having a worship experience. So I like that term as well. So that's what we're gonna use moving forward for this conversation. Um, can you guys share your experiences <clears throat> in a youth worship band? So you guys were teenagers playing in a worship band at church and then eventually you grew up and took over leadership. But what was your experience like from the student perspective, playing in a band where you were leading worship?
1: So Rach and I both were, we joined, we were like uh, one of the, the, I don't know I want to say like founding members, <laughs> but like there wasn't a worship, a youth, a youth worship band uh, at the church that we grew up in and until um, the, the, the church hired a new, a new youth Pastor and he decided to start this group, uh, and and we just happened to be there at the right time and place, uh, and so we were part of this. So we're like kind of like ground level starting, um, and I will. And so we were. I don't know how we were in high school, maybe freshman, sophomore, okay, yeah. something like that in high school. Um, and looking back now, really had no idea like what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> Probably we're not doing it for the right reasons, Um, at least not entirely. Um, But I think it's an example of how God still used that to build up faith and to build relationships and connections and still for good. So, um, and I guess I say that meaning that we were, at least I guess I could speak for myself, I think I was maybe drawn to some of the like coolness factor of being in like. Being on stage and like being in front of people, um, and maybe less focused on the like spiritual growth and like this is actually worship, um, and like we're here to give respect and awe and thanksgiving and reverence to the God of the universe, um, and I think that sometimes was lost a little bit in um, at least from our young age and being inexperienced and um, but there's definitely been a lot of changes along the way so I, I mean I guess I'll stop there but like that's kind of how we started out. Um, do you have anything to add?
2: Um, I don't think too much like I, I think that I would say being in that band was definitely a formational part of like both of our faith journeys I think and um, kind of maybe kept us involved in like ministry and involved Mm -hmm. in, um, experiences that led, led to us growing in our faith more. Um, so maybe even if we weren't always doing it for the right reason, or we were worried more about like how we looked or like how cool we were, it's ultimately still led to like some really, um, like, formational and really cool experiences with God, um, that, that I'm grateful for, so.
1: Yeah, as you were speaking, it just reminds me of that verse where Paul was like, whether the gospel's preached for, like, I don't remember exactly what it is, for, like, good reasons or bad reasons, (laughs) like, the fact that it's still preached is still good, Mm -hmm. so I think, I think that definitely, um, applies to, to, to our experience, um, I mean, not to say that it was all bad either. Like, I mean, we had, a ton, I I had like a ton of fun. Oh, I've seen and... the pictures. <laughs> the guys were yeah. fake. I mean, you were yeah. cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah.
0: But having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I think it's important to note that like, because a leader, a youth leader, like, took the initiative and let you guys lead worship and be involved in making music and sharing that on Sunday mornings, like, that experience is what kept you in church and, like, kept you in youth group and kept you interested in, like, probably more worship experiences and going to things where you could worship with other people and eventually it's, like, probably what led to choosing, like, a Christian university and studying Mm -hmm. these things and music ministry and all of that and so even if and I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit but it's we can't dismiss like how important it is to involve youth in leadership because that is going to form faith sometimes even more than just having a Sunday school for them or having a group for them if you're giving them a leadership position that's like so invigorating in it i mean you guys are still doing worship now when you're 75 years old <laughs> yeah we look good for our 80s. Yeah, you guys look really <laughs> great for 80. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so, what eventually, well, actually, let me ask this. Was there anything you learned about worship or just about being in a band when you were teenagers growing up doing this through high school?
2: Yeah, I think um, one of the big things we learned was like kind of how to and i guess we did we both did this a bit in other experiences like with band at school and like ensemble playing with other things but like learning how to work together with other musicians and like kind of share ideas and like either maybe accept those ideas or or like in a positive way like work through those ideas and like maybe make changes and kind of um I don't know not to like critique people but to to constructively like have a conversation about like let's try this instead or let's do this um and just like kind of how to be open to what other people um wanted to suggest and things and i think the youth leader that was in like in charge of the band at the time like put a lot of um What's the word? Like, he he gave us some independence. Like, he yeah. didn't say, like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> he didn't
0: micromanage you guys. Right.
2: Like, we were free. And, and he gave us, like, the confidence to say, like, let's try this at this spot in the song. Or, like, yeah. let's do this. Or maybe you should try this here. And I think that was really cool and, like, gave us kind of ownership over what we were doing. Yeah. And kind of like what you were saying, like, putting youth in leadership is really important and yeah. making them feel like they're they have value and what they think and know matters and that they know a lot of things even though there some people might like look down on them because they're younger yeah Um, and
0: didn't one of the members of the band is he's an active pastor right now mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and you went to seminary and you studied music ministry, so that's just so, what, Yeah, just three like, of
2: us, at least. And probably,
0: are... did you have a band name? Was it like Juicebox or something? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I think ultimately it ended up being The Juice oh, the for juice. short, but right. it kind of went through a few different Again, phases. it was the 2000s,
0: yeah. you were young. But mm. all that to say, The Juice like <laughs> led to some really powerful experiences mm-hmm. for more than just the both of you, which is really neat. Oh, yeah. Um, anything to add? So you learned being open-minded, uh, communi- communicating well with others, confidence. What else?
1: For me, um, a big thing that, that I learned was just the uh, the importance of forming like meaningful relationships with other people on the team, like with yeah. youth, um, and a lot of that meant doing things together, like outside of just mm-hmm. rehearsal or outside of the yeah. Sunday morning time. Uh, the the youth director, I mean, w- we spent, I mean, we like spent all like all day <laughs> Sunday and, I mean, throughout the week, I mean, it was always doing stuff and always, like, yeah. we we hung out a lot. And I know, like, not everybody maybe has the time commitment. Sure. I mean, scheduling and, and all these things. But, like, uh, just the importance of, like, being intentional and being meaningful in the relationships uh, because it can like that's the part of the ministry too is is yeah. not just uh facilitating the worship experience for the congregation but also like pouring into youth and and their own spiritual formation yeah. uh, and a lot of that just comes from just like being together like doing life together yeah. and whatever that looks like so I think that's that's a huge takeaway for me. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and you guys, I think we were joking about it before we started, but you did a really good job of doing that when you were leading a youth band, like with Red Robin or <laughs> lunches, or and you took us. I say us because my husband was in the youth
2: band. <laughs> he was an adult
0: in the, the youth. band. heart.
1: Yeah, he is yeah, a youth at heart. heart. <laughs> but
0: you, so I got to tag along. But like you would take us to like other worship bands and see them and worship experiences so we could all worship together and you facilitated community outside of Sunday morning rehearsal or Sunday afternoon rehearsal which I think every youth or every adult any worship band should probably consider that because you're going to play so much better when you're in sync on stage and off stage Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives you a better relationship to have hard conversations or complain about the key that it's in or whatever it is because you have that friendship built too so you guys were in this band and then you go to ohio you live life you do college you come back to central pennsylvania and then somehow you started leading the very worship band you once were a part of
2: we were happy to do it and I, i think we like we had really missed doing worship while we were away we kind of like dabbled in it a bit at college, but not, not like to the same extent. Yeah. So, um, it was definitely something that we wanted to do again. So we said, okay. Said, and yeah. yeah.
0: And was the decision like uh, agreed upon right away that the youth would do every other Sunday or how to, do you remember how that came up? Cause that's a, that's a huge thing for a church to like commit to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah def- definitely. Definitely. Um, that was established back sh- shortly after we had left and gone to college. Or was it, maybe, maybe it was while we were still in the band when we were in high school. It was back at the initial youth director. He had, he had fought for that okay, yeah. and pushed the church. To, but uh, that was one thing I did, did really appreciate. I mean, just the number of opportunities that yeah. church had given us as youth to lead into to. We, uh, to get our feet wet and the different ministry opportunities there was, was really good. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and super rare. Yeah. And the fact that the youth leader like went to bat for you guys and made that. Yeah. So the church, um, which I also worked at with you guys, eventually joined <laughs> in the timeline there. But uh, that church is, I'm looking at it with rose-colored lenses, <laughs> but they did give a lot of opportunities to youth, which is really special. Mm-hmm. But... Um, every other sunday the youth worship band would lead in the in the contemporary service the gathering Mm -hmm. and so that's like twice a month the youth are on and they're leading which is really cool so what were some of the challenges that you had with leading a youth worship team Mm -hmm. obstacles hurdles that you had to face and overcome tell us the horrible side (laughs) of it before we talk about the wonderful side of it (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, I mean, the first one I think of is getting them to getting the youth to commit Mm. to um, like a regular rehearsal time and um, maybe more so getting their parents to commit to that regular rehearsal time, I should say, Um, because a lot of times they were relying on their parents to get them there. So, Yeah. um, yeah. And I think I think ultimately we ended up with youth who really wanted to be there every week and it it ended up not being like a huge struggle. But I think just initially kind of like, uh, setting that foundation of like, we want to strive to do the best that we can. So we need to rehearse together regularly and make it a commitment. And if this is something you want to be involved in, then you need to commit to it. Um, so that's one thing I thought of. Um, another is just like, sometimes there was some drama, um, And it's think, hard
0: being a teenager yeah a i think that
2: life. that even happens with adults sure in a band but especially with teenagers mm-hmm. and so yeah kind of like but this kind of goes back to the relational thing that we were talking about before like since we established relationships with the youth in the band you know we could kind of work through that with them and yeah. help them get past it usually i think we worked through it most of the time, but yeah, yeah definitely Robin solved a lot. Of yeah, problems. It did. it's the cure to all, <laughs> yeah, all, um, issues.
0: Well, I mean, I watched you guys balance like a fine line and do it really well of like being firm about scheduling and being firm about commitment. And also sometimes you'd have to pause rehearsal to address something happening in life outside of the current rehearsal moment and need to talk through things. We've had parents with meeting or meetings with parents before about things, and that's part of youth ministry. But it was still important and still worthwhile. Um, what were some of the joys that you shared as a team and as leaders of the youth team? What were the highs of that experience?
1: All right, I have I have some for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, just seeing the over over time um, seeing some of these youth that started with us when they when they were younger uh, I mean not young young but like um, when they when they first started in the band yeah. uh, being I don't know like not super comfortable yeah. like, on in, like on the stage or like in front of people um, not super confident not uh, like ex- expressive um, mm-hmm. Still able to get up there and do what they needed to do what they could do at the time, which was great, yeah. um, but just to like see some of these students go from that uh, and maybe and maybe not even being that proficient like on their instrument or, or their voice, but like to to a few years later, just being like laying it all out on the line like not really caring what other you put hands up like Mm -hmm. um expressing themselves in worship just like giving it all to god um it's just like a huge change and just to to look back and say like yeah like god has definitely been at work in their heart and uh and it's i don't know it's humbling to think like that i don't know god like used me to like in that process a little bit and it's like wow Uh, and we sometimes sometimes forget the highs when when we're in the midst of the obstacles but Mm -hmm. uh it's definitely worth it to see these students like just i don't know just blossom Um, and yeah yeah.
0: take like sometimes they after a while they would take the mic and just lead a prayer or just share something on their heart like they just they really step into leadership and and like it's so hard to get a group of people to play an instrument, play their own instrument, or sing, and all sound good and sound in sync and do it at the same time and be on the same page. Like, it's it's a it's a miracle every time it works. So, what other joys would you share about that?
2: Yeah, well, I'll kind of like tag on to what you said. Like, a few of the youth that were in the band did not play the instrument at all when they started. Like oh, wow. they didn't know anything about it, but yeah. two at least, right? Yeah. Um. So even just like learning their instrument and feeling confident on their instrument was like a really cool thing to see. And then to go from like at the beginning, us always having to give them like directions, like do this here or do this, play this chord here, play this beat here to like them coming up with stuff on their own. It was was like, really cool to see them just like, own it and be independent and like and use the creativity that like god's given them Mm -hmm. um to worship was really cool um and then also the relationships that they formed together i think being on the band on the team um was another joy that that was really cool to see and sometimes those relationships went through hardships like we talked about before Mm -hmm. but like i think ultimately like they knew that they cared about each other and they could go to each other with like their problems and that was a really cool thing to see them blossom and I just thought one more thing is to see them like take leadership over some of the other youth as they started like when we had new youth come in that were inexperienced the older ones would like show them things or like help them out and to see them like stepping up and taking that leadership role was was also really cool.
0: So I thought that this question was spicy. <laughs> so you can tell me what you think. Um, what do you think is quote unquote better? A worship team made up of youth or an intergenerational team of all ages, teens and adults, or should we just have adults leading worship?
1: <laughs> which I think we probably yeah. know the answer to that.
0: But what do you think? What's your thought? You know, I thought wanted a I hot take. Be,
1: I, I can start and okay. you might need to tag in. Okay. Uh, I I think this is this is kind of a I don't know, some people aren't gonna agree. I but, I, I ultimately do think an image of worship involves all ages all um cultures ethnicities races um abilities, abilities yeah. right um genders um you know everything yep. and that's like and ultimately i think is is an is more a representative of this beloved community of like what i think heaven might be like uh and so it, that being said uh it's super hard to do. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, at least it shouldn't be, and it, maybe it's not always. But sometimes it can be hard to do. Uh, and, and so I, I think I think there's value to having like a band or a team that's youth run and or may not run, but like youth oriented.
2: We kind of thought like. Yeah, ultimately it's best to have it be intergenerational Um, but if you already have a band at your church and it's only adults Mm -hmm. I could see where that would be really difficult to just like throw youth in the mix and um, so I guess like if you were starting from scratch I think it would be easier to do that like with all ages Um, or we also kind of threw around this idea which we have never tried so I don't know if it will be good or not but like of having maybe like youth that start out being mentored by like Mm. some of the adults and like kind of have their own separate worship experience or rehearsals or whatever and then they kind of gradually step into Mm. the full band maybe that would be a good option for a church that already has an adult band, but doesn't have a youth band yeah. um, or doesn't have youth involved at all with worship. So I don't know. I think it's really tricky. Um, cause I can see, I can see definite pros to having it just be youth because I think sometimes they feel more comfortable in that kind of situation. Yeah. But I also think like we can learn a lot from each other. Like youth can learn from the adults, adults can learn from the youth. And I yeah. think there's a really big benefit to having them both together. So I don't know. Yeah. There's maybe not an exact answer yeah. to that question. No,
0: I, I wanted to throw it out there because I think it's important for churches to reflect and look at who's up on stage or up in front. Does your worship team represent the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Or is it all white males? <laughs> sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. but is that is yeah. that what it all is? You know, like that might that might be the vibe of your congregation? Okay, but is there an opportunity for your worship team to reflect, like what you're saying, like what heaven looks like? Is mm-hmm. there an opportunity for your worship team to reflect uh, the family that we're all adopted into under the the umbrella that is God? <laughs> Are we all, we're all under the banner of Christ? Could your worship team be changed up a little bit? Could you broaden the, the invitation? So anyways, that's just something for us to chew on and think about. Um, okay, so now we get to the grand, oh, actually not the grand finale. Almost (laughs) the grand finale. Um, So basically, can you just share, I'm going to sum up some of these questions into one uh, question for you guys. What advice would you have for a church who'd like to start a worship band? Um, And if you want to just share in there any advice for students who'd like to push for that to happen or youth leaders for that to happen but is there any advice like even just practically like it's great to rehearse for two hours instead of one or it's great to only have 10 cent songs in your repertoire not 70 (laughs) hundred you know like just any like really helpful tips for someone listening who's like i would love to have a worship a youth led or youth involved worship team at our church Throw
2: in your like twenty years
0: of experience into <laughs> two sentences. <laughs>
2: um, if you are interested in starting that type of a, a youth-involved band, and you're not a youth, um, talk to the youth leader mm-hmm. and find out from them like if they know of youth who are interested in music and worship, and and also not only just talk to the youth leader, but be present at youth events and activities and get to know the youth because the youth are going to want to be involved with you if they know you, but if they don't know you and they never see you at any other time, yeah. they're not going to want to do it. So yeah. um, I think like starting maybe relationally, like to to connect with the youth and get to know them first um, would maybe be a good first step. If you are a youth, um, maybe talk to your youth leader or yeah. other leaders in your church that you think maybe could point you in the right direction to someone who would be able to help you with that. Um,
1: yeah, I, I will add too that if you're a youth or if you're, okay, two, two thoughts. If you're a youth and you're interested, um, to try to think of ways like maybe you're interested in, in the worship team some of the the behind-the-scenes aspects of the worship experience are just as important to all of them all of them them (laughs) (laughs) are just as important uh, to what's on stage like maybe the tech team needs maybe somebody else that could make create or run the slides or um, the sound equipment or maybe you have cameras or a live stream setup or something like that Um, i am pretty positive that those, the tech crews usually need additional hands and, and people to, to fill in. And if that's something you're willing to do, like it's no less than being on stage. And that's taken me a long time to sort of realize yeah. that it's not a less important role at all. Um, in fact, the people on the stage couldn't do what they're doing without the um, amplification, without the, the... And with the live stream, you're extending what's happening in the service to however many people are watching at home and participating in the service at home. So uh, it's super important, the other aspects of it. So that's one point.
2: The other thing I thought of was um, if you, like practically, I guess speaking, um, rehearsing at the same time every week is a really good thing to do for anyone, but particularly youth. Um, And just being really consistent with that and modeling that like you prioritize that Time to be the rehearsal time in your schedule too so um yeah I don't know that I would say there's like a specific time that's best you have to kind of figure out with your own team what what day or what time works but like just being really consistent with that and and um did you, did you guys have importance. a
0: policy like if you missed a certain amount of, what was your policy
2: it was that so since we led worship every other week we, but we rehearsed every week, you yeah. had to be at one of the two rehearsals before okay. the, the Sunday that we led, or you didn't get to lead that week.
0: Yes. I mean, you have to. With anyone. <laughs> yeah. like you, if you don't have structure, it's all, it's just, it's, a, it's jello.
2: Right. Different and I think, I think a lot of that kind of comes from our, like, well, for me, like, my classically trained, yeah. like, background in doing things and even just like in band at school like if we would skip rehearsal if we skip band practice you you didn't get to do it like I mean I think it's it's just yeah it makes sense and and it makes everyone who is on the stage leading at that time everyone feels comfortable there's not one person who's like I wasn't at the rehearsal what am I doing (laughs) yeah so I think it just lends to a better like experience for everyone
0: um you guys also had a policy like if someone was interested in joining, they would like sit and watch a number of rehearsals or something like that. Yeah,
2: I don't know if we had an exact number, but like if someone was interested, they would first of all just kind of sit and watch, and then if they wanted to continue or be a part of the band, then they would come and participate in rehearsals for a few weeks before they led worship yeah it, it sometimes it. was months especially the students that didn't know how to play their instrument at all from the beginning like yeah. they had to learn their instrument and learn the songs and learn how to play with the band mm-hmm. so yeah it's there were a few some students that it was a few months before and like we made sure they felt ready and we felt like they were ready and um and yeah
0: i think that's good to note too like there's no pressure for um you someone to have a band ready or a band member ready in like two weeks. Like yeah. you can take your time. Um, oh this is a spicy question. I know, not the <laughs> but it was posed to me by Stephen Gallagher like two or three weeks ago. I got to help out at one of his classes. What's your opinion on auditions? <laughs> Do you wanna go for <laughs> And you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I know that someone listening might That's a valid question. Do we have auditions if we want to start a youth band? Well, I think
1: from experience, we 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 didn't do auditions per se, Um, but maybe that was our context, and maybe it may be dependent on how large the church is, how many people like maybe want to be involved on the stage, like be on the on that team, leading. I think definitely is a factor in it uh, but I will say I think at, as a prior leader of a worship team I would so much rather have a student on the team who is who like wants to be there, is passionate about worship and leading um, rather than the person who's like the best guitarists in the church but maybe doesn't show up on time or yeah, like isn't yeah. all isn't isn't as involved isn't uh, the, his heart isn't fully in it yeah. because you can I think I, the the skills and stuff you can you can teach some of that yeah. but it's much harder to teach the just uh, the sort of like the, the passion the heart, the the heart, heart, the heart passion. yeah. Yeah, that that sort of thing sort of has to, you you have to have some spark there already. Um, Yeah. I think what we were just talking about,
2: like how we had students sit in and the band rehearsals was kind of like an audition, but maybe like in a drawn out process. Um, Because I think kind of like you were saying, we were able to kind of to see one How they played their instrument but also like like were they passionate about coming and rehearsing and playing and worshiping were they on time were they committed and so i think like yeah in our instance we didn't really need to have auditions where like we had people come in and five guitarists played a song and we picked the best one but but that might be necessary in some cases and um i think if you do that you would still want to be assessing like not just their musicality but also their um, passion for worship and their their commitment and you know why it seems like they want to be on the worship team yeah yeah
1: i'll say say too that maybe maybe a church is in that position where you have enough of a congregation where you feel like you need might need to have auditions um an alternative model and I know a lot of churches already do this. It's sort of like a rotation aspect of right. the musician. so you can have five guitarists, and yeah. but they don't lead every week. Yeah. Um, if if you're in that position, then um, I mean that can be a great position to be in to have that extra people. So, but I will also say, sometimes the what people, what students think they want to do is maybe not always where they're most gifted or skilled mm-hmm. too. Like. You might have somebody who wants to sing in the band, but maybe they're much more skilled at some of the creative, the graphic stuff, or maybe the the sound, or um, or maybe another instrument or something. You know. So I think some like discretion there, and some like careful uh, like. Noticing skills and no, like, you know, I see in you that you mm-hmm. are passionate about this other thing You know, could we could we try that instead? So like yeah. redirecting maybe
0: it's like the, the conclusion I came to um, I Like auditions if you are willing to find a spot for everyone who auditions, so mm-hmm. maybe it's not on stage maybe it is you know creatively maybe you're gonna shadow for a couple of months maybe you are gonna sing or maybe you aren't like but if you're willing to put someone somewhere and auditioning just to see the level of skill and where people are starting at with their skill but not auditioning to eliminate people is sort of I think one way to look at it
1: yeah I love that like you don't want to put the fire out in anybody who has yeah. the, 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 the spark to go through that audition process to put themselves yeah, through that it's gosh. like yeah like we can we can find a place for you yeah, yeah.
0: we can find a spot yeah. first for anyone so that has that has to be a willingness too um so i guess what we could end with is Do you have, I have two last questions, but they're not uh, too long, I promise. (laughs) One would be, any advice for a parent who has a teenager that they'd like to see, like, pursue youth worship experience? Like, how do you, um, I don't know, you have, when you were leading the worship band, you also had to interact with parents quite a bit. Is there any advice for that side of things?
1: I think. I think that sometimes, so I'm not a parent, yeah. <laughs> so I I'm I'm not super qualified to answer from the parents' perspective. But from from my perspective, working with parents of, of students that were in the, in the group, um, to, just do everything you can to encourage your student to continue in, uh, continue getting better at their instrument, their skill, to continue with their faith growth, especially. Um, and I know it can be challenging. I don't know this, but like, I, from like my parents, like can be challenging. The kids have like so much stuff going on and you're always taking them to different activities and things like that. Uh, and I I think sometimes in church that, uh, I'm, not sure how, I'm not sure how to say this in like a nice way, but like, I think sometimes Church stuff can get sometimes bumped for other things. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe, for sure. Yeah. Maybe because there's no like consequence or like maybe because there's no financial, there's no financial cost. costs yeah. to yeah. So I, I don't know. Sometimes you have to pay
0: to be in the worship. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <only> way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I tease. <laughs>
1: yeah. But just like, I don't know, treating it like no. No differently but like actually treating it maybe more importantly than you would like a a sports team Mm -hmm. that the student's on or a club that they're in or something where they need to be at Um, because these this is stuff that's and not to demean sports or any other activities that they may be involved in but like this is in the grand scheme of things probably more important (laughs) because we're talking about your like eternal and your and your spiritual growth here so to just give the church involvement the same weight that you would give other other activities.
2: Yeah, I'll just add a little bit. Like as a piano teacher, mm-hmm. I work with really young kids, and even sometimes I've taught like some toddler and infant music classes. And from the beginning, like even in those classes, the parental like support and encouragement is so important um so even just like making not just making it a big deal but like showing up and not like as a fan of your child but like to be there when your when your kid is leading worship and to maybe afterwards say like well like mention to them like i noticed that you were really um I don't know, you were really confident when you were leading that song or, like, I really felt the spirit when you were playing that or yeah. something, like, giving them feedback because even though teenagers probably won't, like, express that they're happy when you <laughs> when you comment things like that to them, I think that it really, like, helps them feel like what they're doing is important and it helps yeah. them. Um, I don't know. I think it, it it's really important to them. And so... Um, yeah just being encouraging and and supportive yeah
1: and, and, and with that feedback um more than just like good job or like <laughs> you yeah. know and and we all we have i've done that like we all might do that, I mean you don't know what to say it's like oh, you did a great job um which is good i mean there's nothing like inherently wrong about that, <laughs> but like to like notice some uh, more like. B- below the surface or like, yeah. you know, more, not just, yeah, some deeper, deeper things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think everything you said, leaders could take a lot from that too, of, of that advice. Um, okay, the last thing, oh, wait, but I thought of one more. Do you have one more? in you? but this one's easy. Spitfire. Where do you pick your songs from? Song select? What do you, what what, what program would you recommend? Like, to choose songs? Yes, or to, choose to songs.
2: um, Well, we're probably different from most people in that we never listen to Christian radio. So (laughs) I don't really know where we like wherever we just happen to hear a song that we like. And then we might continue to listen to that artist or like follow them on. I mean, I I follow them on like Instagram and then I might hear see them post about another artist. So I don't know. We we don't like we're not super knowledgeable about like the mainstream, I guess, Christian music. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's probably different from many, many youth leaders or many That's worship okay. leaders, but yeah, we, um, I don't know. Have you
1: to um, that? Yeah. I, I know we're probably not in the majority <laughs> for this question, but yeah, I, I guess some of our, some of the process we used to do, like hear a song and really like sit with that song for a while, for a few weeks and think about the lyrics and, and you know is this theologically sound? Yeah. Um, is this like appropriate for our church and our context and like what the ce- what season or what the church is dealing with or going through right now? Sometimes it's not so like we'll put it on the back burner and maybe we do it later. Uh, but I, I know this is like an extra added step. I know a lot of churches may just like find a song and there's nothing wrong with this, uh, but then you know find it on Song Select because that's easy, it's very easy. We're, at least myself, I don't know. I'm more, we're we're both nerds. We're
2: (laughs) we're nerds and also maybe a little bit like perfectionist about getting, not at all, getting like the exact right chords. Although, then we also are like creative about changing arrangements too. So, well, go ahead.
1: That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. It's just like we take a little bit of creative license sometimes with the song. to, like, rearrange it a certain way. You so guys
0: made every song your own. We,
1: we, yeah, we did. We would, <laughs> so we would, like, sit with the song and, like, map out uh, the the structure of the song and make sure that the chords were the right chords because we don't want to, like, spend time in rehearsal. Oh, is this chord the right chord here? Or like, you know, because that just takes extra time in rehearsal. Like, we want to be prepared when you go to the rehearsal. And, and, and I think this is maybe more accurate, more appropriate for youth, Don't who haven't been doing this for like forever to have accurate core charts to have have the information presented in a way that's like clear and understandable, so like you don't have to spend a lot of extra time explaining that aspect of it. Uh, So, I mean, that's another point. I kind of went on a tangent, but like I am in the camp of and we both are of like taking creative, some creative arrangement and 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 creative licensing with worship songs like i don't think every song has to sound exactly like the recording in fact like i think we're called to creativity yeah. and that's a form of expression and can be a form of expression in worship so um i don't think we need to shy away from from that i, mean, I don't i don't again i might maybe there's nothing inherently wrong with it but like I don't spend any extra energy trying to make the song sound exactly like the recording.
0: And there's no pressure for us to sound like the recordings. We should be our own. Exactly.
2: Yeah. While you were saying that, I was thinking like we would be really detailed about getting the chords right, like at home before we would bring the song to rehearsal. But then we wouldn't plan the whole order of the song before rehearsal. We would do that in rehearsal, like. Creatively being mm. like, what should we should we do another bridge here? Should we mm. go back to the chorus here? Like and we would involve the youth in mm-hmm. that decision. Just like being accurate but also being creative at the same time. Yeah.
0: Mm. And would you be I think you guys are proponents of a smaller repertoire of songs.
2: <laughs> yeah. We I don't even remember where I got that from, but there was a there's a guy oh, Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name well i don't know there's a guy who has like all these worship courses online and Mm. he has created this like 30 song repertoire list like Mm. program thing i guess you'd call it and so basically um what he's suggesting is that you only at one time have 30 songs in your repertoire and you rotate through those that's kind of excluding like holiday like christmas and easter and things like that but Mm. um That's what we kind of tried to do, like, keep a pretty small song list so that the congregation can learn the songs, they can feel comfortable with the songs, and the band can learn the songs. And, um, I always, we always would say that, like, when the band is tired of playing the song, that's when you know the congregation feels comfortable with it. And then you have to do it even more. So, like, even though we might have, we might be, like, over a song, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important that the congregation feels comfortable with it because they don't, often come every single week, so yep. it takes them a lot longer to learn it. Uh, yeah, so smaller song list for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that, there's a, I mean, I have like 200 more questions. Oh, but <laughs> I'm like iPad or music stamp. I'm <laughs> yeah. like thinking of all these things. We could but probably
2: do a whole podcast just on like exactly. practical things like that, yeah. like song selection. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but overall, I think the verdict is that it is worth it to involve your youth, whether it's an entire youth band or youth involved. Or I love your suggestion of mentoring youth. However, you can get youth involved in worship, off stage, on stage, planning, whatever it is. Um, and pastors, youth pastors, worship leaders, um, this is a challenge and a call for you to do that and youth to step up and do that as well. Do you have anything else you'd want to add or say about youth worship? <laughs>
1: I think youth can do and youth out there you can do a lot more uh, than sometimes people give you credit for and I think sometimes in church maybe just in general in life people look down on youth because they're because you're younger or don't have as much experience um, and I would just say like don't let that hinder anything you do because um, you may not be like the greatest at your instrument but Seriously, there's always going to be somebody better, so like that that shouldn't be a, a hindrance. Like, um, if you have a heart for it, if you have a passion for seeing connections made between God and people, and and people and each other, like, don't let anyone get in your way of of making that happen. Whatever that looks like for you, and being open to whatever God would have you do in that regard too. It may not be what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you both for being here and sitting at the table and answering all these questions and maybe we'll have a follow-up where we just like we could get people's questions so if you have questions send them our way um and we'll have a follow-up maybe who knows i'm just speaking that'd be on. fun it would yeah. be fun to answer like just like all the the minute like little questions about mm-hmm. everything yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll be interested. in, I don't know if we if that happens. Yeah. Like, to learn like, how other people do it too, because like not to say like our way is like the only way or the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is just our experience. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys, and um, so long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> don't <put that> in. <laughs> <laughs>